This is Nightmares of the Americas, Indigenous Tales. The show will start in three, two, one. Welcome, everybody, to Nightmares of the Americas, Indigenous Tales. I'm Joseph. And I am Gabriel. So I'm going to go ahead and say again, <laughs> we're never having another episode again about um, you-know-who. It's the walker with the, um, the S word in front of it. The Texas Ranger. The walker Texas Ranger. Okay, we'll talk. Yes, t- talk Texas, Texas. Talker, <laughs> Texas Ranger. All of a sudden, I turned into Tweety Bird. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not talking about that guy anymore because we talked about him. Man. And then I said... I said, "Uh oh! Last time we talked about him, got COVID, um, and then I got COVID again." So yeah, you called it. Um, I did call it. That's why I posted that <laughs> post where there's a clip, and I said, "I'm never talking about this creature ever again," uh, because I get sick every time I talk about it. I mean, so see, I'm recovering, fellas, peoples. Yeah, for our listeners, we put our lives on the line for you guys. <laughs> we talk about all the stuff that you don't want to talk about and then it affects don't us. Don't talk about it. <laughs> so if you guys um can bear with me for recording today and my voice is a little it sounds a little sultry. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like I've been sucking on a long neck and smoking a camel. Yeah. Glad you're feeling better though. I mean, that's not fun. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling better. Just a little uh a little tired and, um, you know, a little, little voice kind of messed up. Mm-hmm. Haven't really been talking to anybody much, but I got to watch a billion different movies. So that's been awesome. Yeah. I've been seeing some your stupid, post. If, I'm dude, like, what the hell I is that movie? Some, the weirdest, <laughs> most obscure movies ever. The last one I watched was Little Monsters. And I was all, that's a 1980s movie. Hmm. Remember the movie Little Monsters? Yeah. I think it was with um, Fred Savage is in it, I think. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Oh, well, this is yeah. not with Fred Savage. This is another one with the guy who plays uh Olaf. The <laughs> chunky guy yeah. who plays Olaf. And he's like this uh character. He reminds me of a play kangaroo song. Mm-hmm. Like the kangaroo song guy where he's like, Oh kangaroo. <laughs> like he's like a character like that, or like Yo Gabba Gabba guy. Oh man. And uh Zombies Attack. Oh. So it's a zombie movie. And then when zombies attack, the the teacher's all like, okay, well, you got to let us in. And he's all, ha, 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 fuck you. No, I, there's kids. And he goes, they could all die. Like, he turns into like. All bets are he's off. He's like, I hate kids. Yeah, it's like, now it's every man for itself. It's pretty awesome. Um, cool. Corny as hell. But it was, uh, I've been catching up on stuff like that. So I'm feeling a little better. Um, enough to record. So we're going to get into it. Yeah. And uh, I think you can see my face. I don't look that great, huh? <laughs> I look like a little, <laughs> I'm haggard. <laughs> it got him. So what have you been doing this whole week since I've been MIA? Uh, you know, just hanging out. Been working on videos for the podcast. Um, Just working. Hanging out at home. Living the... Enjoying the summer, summer air? The 95, 98 degree weather? Yeah, it's been horrible. I put my hoodie on in the morning and then within an hour, like seven o'clock, it's like, oh, got to take it off. It's really hot. <laughs> That's why you don't put the hoodie on. You just, you just deal with but it. But I get cold in the morning. But then once you start moving around, you get hot. So it's. Oh, yeah. I finally went out today for the first day and drove my truck. I was going to grab some stuff for Granny's birthday. And I was like, all right, I'm going to make some, make some dips, mm-hmm. make some salsas, make, get some chips, some sodas. 
And I drove around and I was like, it's hot. I'm going to go back inside. Yeah. This is terrible. My truck said it was like 101 degrees. Even your truck's like, go put me in the garage. It's, uh, I don't want to be out in the sun. <laughs> so yeah, we hope you enjoyed last episode where we talked about gravity hills and all those spooky anomalies. I still don't know what happened. What's going on with those hills. I don't think it's magnets, but we'll let you guys decide what that's all about. Um, but if you want to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or any podcasting platform that you listen to, send it to us at info at behillnetwork.com with your mailing address and name. We will send you a free sticker, multiple stickers. You don't have to leave a review. Some people have been sending us emails saying, well, I couldn't leave a review. That's fine. We're just saying oh, if yeah. it's possible that you can leave a review on the platform you listen to, we, we please ask that you do. But if you can't, that is not a requirement to get free stickers. Yeah. Yeah, just um, just give us a, a five star rating at least, because I know I'm pretty sure on every platform you can give a rating, and that definitely helps us. And that's you can get a sticker anywhere in the world. Yeah, you just have to send us like how to send it to you. Like, I know Canada. I'm like, I don't know if this is right, but this is how they typed it out. <laughs> like, if it was a letter, like the top line, the second line, the third line. I'm like, hopefully it gets to you guys. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and make sure to get in on our giveaway that we're having on Instagram and TikTok. The month is almost over. We got a lot of people entered. Thank you very much for that. All the details are on those socials, the very top pinned post. There's going to be three winners. So best of luck to you. So make sure to get in on that. And also send in your stories for our listener tale episode. We still need some more stories. Um, we have some sent in, but we need more. You can send them at info at behillnetwork.com. Just title it, you know, listener tale or native spooky story, whatever you want to call it, just so we know what it is. Or you can... Uh, you can even DM us on Instagram or TikTok, and uh, I'll get those to Joseph. That way we can put them all together for the episode. And that's at Indigenous underscore Tales. So that's all we have at the top of the show. So now let's get into today's episode. So Gravity Hills. They, um, they're anomalies. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing it again. Gravity Hills. from one. Yeah. It's so, turns out they're magnets. They're magnetrons. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they were magnets. That'd be so cool. That would make life a lot easier. But at the same time, how do you slow down? But you know what? Here's another thing. If they say they're magnets, why is it that we ha they said that there were the tires that were rolling and uh, all the weird stuff? Yeah, magnets don't work. Like water way. bottles and all kinds of things. I don't know. That's why I don't believe it. Trigger warning. This episode discusses the high suicide rates among Native American communities. Content includes discussions of mental health challenges, trauma, and cultural factors that may be distressing for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. And please take care of yourself while engaging in this content. If you or someone you know is struggling, please seek professional support. And by dialing 988 if you are in the United States of America. If you cannot deal with this episode, please feel free to skip to the next episode. Thank you for listening, and please take care of yourself. So for today's episode, I'm going to talk about a few creepy creatures, spirits, entities. I don't know what you want to call them, but they're very similar, and they're not up to any good. So for the native people of Pine Ridge, South Dakota, there are many major issues facing their community. And unfortunately, one of these issues is suicide. So because of long-standing legends and stories, these mysterious suicides in South Dakota have sometimes been attributed to a malicious spirit. This spirit is called Walking Sam, which 
His name doesn't sound all that malicious. He sounds kind of harmless. It sounds kind of cool. Like, hey, I'm the walking <laughs> Sam. Or when he walks, it's guy. just That's like, a walking do, Sam. Do, 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 do. <laughs> oh, like, uh, like on Bugs Bunny? Which way did he go, George? Yeah. Which way did he go? <laughs> like one of those characters. The walking Sam, or sometimes called Shadow Man, convinces teenagers to commit suicide by whispering to them that they are completely worthless and not deserving of affection or life. This guy, I don't like. While we don't know much about this spirit, because those in the tribe keep his stories fairly quiet, we do know that his existence supposedly brings along a lot of suicides. And whether it's supernaturally caused or not, suicide has been a growing problem for natives in South Dakota. Well, I would say just natives in general. Yeah, natives in general, because, you know, there's a lot of different issues there. And we've had family members that have done mm-hmm. that have done stuff like that. And I mean, it's hard. Yeah. So no matter if you believe this is some sort of cursed place, if there's an evil spirit, or if there's simply a drastic issue of mental health and oppression, this matter has become a drastic one. Both the facts and the legends will be enough to make your blood run completely cold. Now, Walking Sam is an ancient being. According to the native lore, he is tied in closely with spiritual beings known as the Stick Indians. Um, we've talked about Stick Indians off the show before, and we've tried to put a few episodes together about them. We might do one in the future. I'm not sure. But they are an interesting uh, topic. Yeah, we haven't had an actual an actual episode mm-hmm. about them, but we've, yeah, we've talked about it. We're trying to put something together. Yeah. Some people say that the stick Indians are the shadow people or the dark people. Even in childhood, children hear legends of these dark forces, demonic presences that will stalk reservations and try to lure unsuspecting victims to their demise. They have a cloud of death that hangs over them and follows them wherever they go. You you may know if one is nearby because you will hear it whistling to you. If you follow the whistling, these beings may have the ability to paralyze you, hypnotize you, or simply drive you insane. It's always whistling. The minute you hear a whistle, plug your ears. (laughs) Or scream really loud to muffle out the whistle. Now, if you were to disrespect them somehow, they would hold a grudge and seek out revenge upon you, no matter the cost. Some tribes still regard these beings with such fear and respect that they do not speak of them. And thus, their full legend isn't known outside the indigenous communities. We do, however, know that the Walking Sam is believed to be one of those beings, and that he's one of the most powerful of them. Walking Sam is particularly malevolent compared to the other stick people because of the way he tried to get his victims. He will supposedly approach you and then find ways to tell you that you are not worthy of life. You will feel the death in the air all around you. And you will hear voices in your head telling you that you no longer deserve to be alive. This guy's a jerk. I don't know what his deal is. He just wants people to end their lives. Don't do that. <laughs> There's no, I don't get the satisfaction with that. That's like a serial killer activity. Yeah. It's like, well, if he's a, an evil spirit, then he's trying to inflict harm and evil on the world. Mm-hmm. This will continue until he convinces you to take your own life. In particular, his favorite prey is that of young people, or even children, who are particularly susceptible to his ploys. So you know how young kids are very impressionable. Peer pressure, you know, 
they're not. They well, just emotional, emotionally emotional too. In general. Yeah. You want to fit in. You want to, you know, you want people to like you. You want to have friends or whatever. So when you're in this kind of uh, adolescence, that's like the perfect time for this creature to get you. And it's just it's really scary. Yeah, and I don't think you don't really have perspective on life when you're that young. I mean, oh no, I remember being 14 or 15. I'm over there thinking I have a quote unquote girlfriend and then she's <laughs> kissing another guy and I'm over there thinking my, my life's over. Oh, life no. doesn't have meaning. Everything's over. <laughs> like, you know, you just think that way, but it's like, you've only been on the earth for 15 years. Yeah. You got you've it. only been like online. Really? When I mean online, I mean like um, a real human being where you have thoughts and memories and stuff mm-hmm. for about, I don't know, seven years. Yeah. When you think of it like that, because before you're like, you're seven, eight years old. You don't really remember a lot. No. After that, okay, things start happening. Big events happen and stuff like that. But I mean, you're you're not really a, a altogether person yet, right? So you have a very small perspective on life. And I think when you think something like that, and you're very emotional, you can be you could swing either way. Um, emotionally, thinking, well, maybe I should just end it, and you shouldn't. Right, like that. Like this is the answer. This will make everything better. But that's never the answer. This will make it stop. I don't even think it's the answer. I think it's just this will make it stop. Yeah, because I felt that way before. Mm-hmm. It'll just end it. It'll stop, and then there's no more feelings. It's over. You blink out. It's over. Right. So if we have any young listeners that are listening to this, you know what? You do matter. If you ever feel alone or you feel like that is the answer, we're here to tell you that that is not. You have a lot of life ahead of you. You know it will get better. So let's take a quick break. Bloody FM presents Hometown Ghost Stories, a paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week, bringing you all the hauntings from haunted houses to castles, bridges to asylums, wandering spirits to demons. Over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world. Tune in to Hometown Ghost Stories live on YouTube every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern or on any podcast platform and find out if your hometown is haunted. Yeah. Focus on the things you could control. Other than that, there's nothing you could do about mm-hmm. it. So if you can't control it, why even bother with it? Yeah. In depictions, the hat man is shown having a tall black hat and is tall himself and has a thin body. But most frightening, perhaps, is that he carries the body, he carries the bodies of native men and women over his arms. These are his victims, and he keeps them wherever he goes, just waiting to find new people to add to his collection. So that's that's why. You said, why would he want people to kill themselves? Because he's collecting, oh, this kind of sounds like another person. Hmm. Another entity. I'm not going to talk about oh. it. Maybe you'll talk about it later. <laughs> but it kind of sounds like something like there's other uh, more modern or more recent hmm. cryptid creatures, something like that, where it's, oh, I'm collecting these these souls. That's pretty terrifying, though. It's, I mean, it's scary enough already to see an evil spirit or experience, have an experience with an evil spirit, but then you see one that's carrying bodies over their shoulder. I'm not sticking around for that at all. That's when you go. Well, you go malaka. You, bo- you you pour your bottle. No, <laughs> you hide your peanut butter for it. That's yeah. What you do. yeah. <laughs> oh God! I can't Cast the spell on him. 
<laughs> oh gosh, you got me. I was going to say, no, that's when you go, well, and then you flip your bottle upside down and drain your liquor bottle. Oh no. I guess today's the day I'm not, I'm going to stop drinking. Oh, man. <laughs> if I'm seeing spirits when I'm drinking, yeah. I'm done. Nope. That's your sign right there. That's your sign. Yeah. yeah I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know. What, why, why'd you stop? Well, listen to me. Well, hear me out. <laughs> me and AA. Yeah. Hear me out. This guy was carrying bodies and he said I was next. <laughs> yep. Never t- touched a drop after that. <laughs> nope. So recently, Walking Sam has been very active, according to the South Dakota natives, based on the fact that there have been that there have been a huge spike in suicide attempts just within the last decade. In December of 2015, there had been 103 suicide attempts on the reservation where the Oglala Lakota tribe lives since December of the previous year. That is a huge number. 103? It's crazy. That's very sad. The Sioux Nation tribe was one, was one that was hit the hardest by these suicide attempts, many of which were in groups. In fact, that number could possibly be even higher. One local claimed that there have been more than 200 suicide attempts in only three months. There are fewer than 40,000 people living on the reservation. So out of those attempts, only nine of them were... You know, they actually succeeded in trying to do what they were trying to do. But all of the victims were very young. One of them was only 12 years old, and none of those who died were over the age of 24. If you don't believe this is caused by a spirit, or if you don't believe, you know, in spirituality, there has to be a reason that this is happening, right? Especially in groups this high, people don't just up and decide to do this. There's a reason behind it. But it's, I mean, it's just so sad that it's even happening at all. So the, like I said, these were not individual acts. Most of the attempts began with very disturbing posts online. Elders and parents began to find Facebook groups of youths on the reservation where they would share different techniques and talk about killing themselves altogether. Almost as if it was some kind of after-school activity. There were videos talking about tying nooses, videos encouraging self-harm, and even simple messages like, just go do it. That's tough. I know the internet can be a very scary place. I love the internet. It's fun. There's a lot of cool stuff on it. It's amazing. It connects a lot of people. But at the same time, there is a very dark side to the internet that's like, like uh, I wish we didn't have stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, was, I, was, I grew up in the age where we had AOL chat rooms. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't the, like now you have, well, not now, but man, I'm old. I was old. <laughs> now you have AOL Instant Messenger. You don't have it anymore, <laughs> but it, it switched to uh, AOL Instant Messenger. But I remember in, um, I want to say it was 90, maybe it was like 97, something like that, 96, 97. We had the AOL, uh, it was the dial-up. It was, what was it? I think it was just, it was just AOL. I think so. Yeah. And it was the browser and you had all your stuff, but there was like, um, Dateline in like 2020 or whatever, and it was like uh, <laughs> uh, predators online yeah. looking for your kid. So like the whole time when you were a kid, it was there's a new thing called the internet, and oh my gosh, there's there's predators out there. Yeah, and you would talk to people online, but you were kind of in the back of your head to like, eh, I don't know. So you kind of grew up with it, the internet's not that safe. Mm-hmm. So maybe with me, it's just in the back, always been in the back of my head because that's what like an old way of thinking, but I know now it's just, you give a kid a phone and you just go, Oh, there you go. I'm not gonna tell you anything. Just go do what you do. Yeah. It's hard. 
Cause that, then you get the whole thing where it's like, well, like all my friends have a phone or all my friends are on the internet and it's so they feel left out and then it's just hard. You want to protect them the best you can try to keep their innocence, you know, cause the internet's just an open gate to like everything there's so much out there that the kid can just click on and be like whoa i didn't know that was a thing i know like boobies it's scary yeah <laughs> like boobies <laughs> i had to find a magazine and then screenshot <laughs> it with my eyeballs if i wanted to see boobies <laughs> it's an old fax machine getting faxed over <laughs> all pixelated <laughs> he's all come on come on <laughs> mom's coming come on Man, this sort of sharing indicated that not only were the kids making these attempts, encouraging each other to do it, but it also meant that even if a youth in the community didn't actually attempt suicide, they still might have suicidal thoughts. On top of that, there was also a creepy incident involving a different Facebook post. An image was shared of nooses hanging from trees near a small community of only about a thousand people. The tribal police later said they believed the nooses were left as an invitation, as if encouraging individuals from the community to hang themselves. Urban legends like this are sometimes quickly brushed off as nothing. But that's not the case at Pine Ridge. Elders and adults within the community were more than willing to bring up Walking Sam as a potential contributor to the high, school, to the high suicide rate within the Sioux people. At meetings, they have discussed his presence and have noted that more people claim to have seen him in recent years. They warn others to stay away and not walk the streets at night, because his spirit is a dangerous one. In one case, an adult woman contacted government officials to ask for help dealing with Walking Sam. She even went as far as to give a description of the spirit, tall, with a hat. She wanted police patrols to come watch, watch out for him, because she claimed they could be picked up on police scanners. Real or not, many adults within the tribe are treating Walkin' Sam as a tangible, serious issue that needs to be addressed. I mean, rightfully so. Within your community, when you have certain beliefs and something connects with that belief, you're going to take it serious. You're not just going to be like, you know, oh, well, we just got to help the kids and keep them off the internet or, you know, talk to them. They believe the spirit is out there, so they're trying to get the police involved. It's almost like a tulpa. A tulpa? Isn't that what it's called? A tulpa? Yeah. So a tulpa is a materialized being of thought form that is created into, that is manifested into real life. Like, yeah, just like energy, right? Kind of. Yes. Okay. Like, let's say, uh, what's the, um, damn it. La Chusa, mm -hmm. right? So everyone says that they see these owls that are witches and there's bad omens and stuff. And then people start talking about it. And then the same communities talk about um, La, La Llorona. Mm -hmm. And how many listener stories have we read that people are saying, oh, no, 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 I saw it. Yeah. And these people don't even know each other. Like, I remember when I was a kid, we saw this. Mm -hmm. Now, did they see it? They say they did. But is it because it's an actual physical thing or is it a spirit manifested through the reality of everybody just talking about it? So if everyone believes in it, could it manifest itself? Possibly. That is a theory. 
I mean, so that it kind of seems like a tulpa, mm-hmm. like this uh, walking Sam. If everyone's like, oh man, there's this creature, then everyone, it's all now it's like everybody's thinking of it. And then in this small community, there's a lot of energy there. And then they see this walking Sam. Right. And the people who are already on edge and that are already thinking about these terrible thoughts. Yeah. They could say, well, this is the sign. And now it's not my fault. Now I can kind of release it to to uh, walking sim right give like to give it an explanation yeah right would that kind of make sense yeah i, I Does agree that kind of that. make sense yeah where it could be you can say well i don't want to have the responsibility it's kind of like you're passing the responsibility off to this walking sam mm-hmm. if you see it it kind of justifies it's well like, now well, it's not my choice yeah, it's like well this is a sign to it's a sign that i have to do this yeah. and then you go ahead and go through with um that horrible act. Yeah. So a lot of people are asking the question, why is walking Sam seeking out youth and convincing them to kill themselves? One answer might be that he's lonely. There's actually a a legend that talks about that, that he's just very lonely and he's a spirit who has been punished with walking the earth for all of eternity. And the punishment has left him without anyone to talk to or anyone to be with. And now he's just out seeking companionship, which companionship, I would say you don't have to kill somebody to have a companion. <laughs> We've learned that from uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. We've learned that from a lot of serial killers. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you can find love without uh, taking a human life. So maybe walking Sam just doesn't understand that. Well, he wants her spirit to walk with him. Yeah, yeah, he's after. But then, does the spirit is the spirit even conscious? Is that something, or I don't know. Or does it seems like the description that you gave Mm -hmm. seems like they're kind of like uh, like held prisoner, held captive. A little, maybe, maybe that. Yeah, maybe. So to do this, to find companionship, in the logic of Walking Sam, he must lure people away from other companionship which is why he tries to tell teenagers that they are not worthy of having friends. Young people to be, tend to be more susceptible, so he targets them as, as the most likely would be friends. So he's a jealous spirit, too. Because he's like, you can't be friends with them. I need to tell you to end your life so you can spend eternity with me, and then we can walk together. <laughs> Even if his intentions are just to get new followers he still brings with him a cloud of death wherever he roams. Oddly enough, what stories are known of Walking Sam and the stick people aren't always actually that negative. Aggressive and violent if necessary, yes, but not actually evil. In an account from a Pine Ridge Lakota medicine man that was taken in 1983, he is spoken of as almost affectionately and depicted as something that is a usual part of life. He is even a natural part of the forest, as if he is the oldest spirit in the forest, meant to protect the land from evil rather than spread it. If people encroach on his territory, he defends it with deadly results. But other than that, he is just a spirit to be respected. Hmm. So that's one way of thinking about it. Because we've talked about spirits, too, where on surface level, they seem evil, malicious, but at the same time, they just want to be respected. They don't want their uh, land disrespected. They're protecting the land or protecting uh, women or children like the deer lady. 
some people might be like, well, she's an evil spirit. She kills men. Well, it's like, well, yeah, but she's, I mean, there's a reason behind it. Right. She didn't kill our grandpa. No. But, uh, but he saw her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I need to ask yeah. grandma about that so we can have the actual, I'm telling you, actual you accounts ask, of what happened. Granny has, I'm telling you, tell, if you just sit and listen, she has so many stories. Mm-hmm. We have to, I have to record her one day. Yeah. Just let her tell her stories just so we have them. Uncle Richard, too. Uncle Richard has some stories, too. Oh, really? I haven't really heard, I haven't really talked to him like that. Yeah. Yeah. We got to. Well, I hear all the stories from Uncle Vincent. Mm hmm. And then he's, you know, he's a crack up. He's like the funniest <laughs> uncle in the world. He is just the, he is the best. And I hear stories from him about them because mm-hmm. it's their, that's his his uncle, and that's our great uncle or whatever. Yeah. But he knows all the things when they were young. So he like has all the inside scoop. So he tells him, Oh, does Gram- Granny told you about this? No. Oh man, <laughs> then he starts telling him, Oh, Uncle Richard tell you about this? No. Oh, then he starts going off and it's yeah. like, Man, this guy has everything. Yeah. Need to get him on the show. Yeah. He would love to be on the show. Now, if Walking Sam's possible existence is examined only from a cryptozoological study. Creatures from folklore and legend, it might be hard to determine what Walking Sam is. He's clothed, he has a hat, and he resembles a man, though he may sometimes have no features at all. He might show similarities to Slender Man, or perhaps Ooh. the Boogeyman. <laughs> or the Boogeyman. The Boogeyman. Isn't there another creature called the Hat Man? There's a creature called, yes, there's a shadow creature called the Hat Man. The, um, like a Louisiana creature um, or like a Louisiana area, or is that the shadow man or that's a shadow man. Mm-hmm. So the hat man, the hat man, from what I remember is just like a, some people say when they have sleep paralysis, they either see the hat man oh. or they see the, um, the old hag. I don't like that. I don't like either of those. <laughs> yeah. They, they say like the old hag sits on your chest. It feels like you can't breathe and you know, she's there. And then some people say like on the corner of their eye, they could see the hat man and it looks like a guy skinny black, but like absence of space black with a black, like top hat. He's all, come on, baby. (laughs) Sir. Yeah. Trying to sleep. (laughs) He's all, what? He's going to do the twist. He he doesn't look like that. (laughs) That's yeah. That's interesting. That's pretty cool. Then you're all. You're all sleep paralysis and your old fingers yeah. all jamming. Oh, then I just get sad. I'm like, do you remember the day the music died? So God dang it. Why'd you have to bring it up? Oh man. Really? Gosh. But in lore, he is sometimes, uh, the walking Sam is associated with Bigfoot, which is interesting. Bigfoot's a nice guy. Leave him alone. Yeah. And, and Bigfoot's not, well, Bigfoot's tall, but he's not slim. Or they're not slim. At least the ones that I've seen. They're pretty hefty. <laughs> Don't talk about Patty that way. <laughs> oh, Patty. We love Patty. Oh, just a little, <laughs> just a little side note. Um, I was talking to the paranormal lovers a little after our Bigfoot episode, and they were saying that their daughter, I think she's nine or ten. She's really young. But they said she she's loved... Younger. I think she's younger than that. Yeah, she, that she loved our episode. And that her name is Patty. So she got like a crack out of uh, how we were talking oh, about Patty Bigfoot. 
Mm-hmm. And I was oh, like, that's cute. Yeah, I was like, well, that's a cool, pretty cool name. So, yeah, Patty. <laughs> so even the Sioux people sometimes refer to Walking Sam as Stovepipe Hat Bigfoot, which is a mouthful. Oh, Stovepipe Hat Bigfoot. Yeah, that's <laughs> Stove. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> Stovepipe Stove Hat Bigfoot. Hat Bigfoot. Stovepipe Hat Bigfoot. Try saying that when hat you're running away from this spirit. <laughs> He's all, oh no, it's a stovepipe hat. I don't know. What's your name again? (laughs) Sir, madam? This is in reference to the hat some people have seen him wearing. Some people who work in cryptozoology also believe that his sightings are simply more just Bigfoot sightings. Though this doesn't explain him encouraging teens to kill themselves. I think that's a stretch right there, comparing uh, this spirit to Bigfoot. I think Bigfoot's a a pretty good spirit mm-hmm. that um protector spirit protector that that protector of the forest protector of the land mm-hmm. I don't think it would be someone who would uh try to get you to do something that horrible I don't think so at all Now of course there's always the chance that walking sam is nothing more than a representation of something less tangible and much more serious. Poverty and oppression is a constant worry for the Sioux people on the Pine Ridge reservations, just like a lot of reservations out there. They're not pretty. Um, no clean running water. I mean, the majority of reservations, I would say all reservations are like, have a lot of poverty and oppression going on. Many children see their parents turn to drugs and alcohol and many even experience abuse. Children are often taken away from parents with regularity by social services, and many youth experience racism on a daily basis. And even to add to that, I've heard stories of young children being taken from native homes from social services based on the grounds that their parents are alcoholics, but they're not. Yeah. Or, well... We're looking out for the best interests of the child, but the child's in a loving home with their own people, but the social service takes them, gets a check from the government, puts them in a home, and I mean, it's just a horrible situation. Yeah, but you could have, my wife's a teacher and she sees, um, I know at previous schools she's been to, she's seen horrific things where she had to call CPS Mm -hmm. because it's just horrible things. And, um, nothing happens. Right. And these kids are literally being abused, coming to school with black eyes, coming to school bruised. Uh, one of them had a broken limb from, and they, and they're, she teaches primary. Mm -hmm. So these are primary kids saying, you know, first, second graders, they're going to be straight honest with you. They don't care. Yeah, they're not going to. My hold mom, back. she drank a whole bottle of of juice, and then I didn't see her for three days. Like there's like, oh wow, oh, like, <laughs> yeah, like oh, that's uh, okay. Let's okay. Well, uh, do you have a dad? Is, yeah. is everything okay? It's rough. One of them's like, my dad got really mad, and he smashed my TV, and you know, mm-hmm. and then I I tried to hide my brother, and then he hit me and threw me against the wall, like all these things. And they're just being brutally honest and nothing happens at all. Right. So it's like they, they choose when to help and when not to help. So it's kind of, yeah, it's, it's really weird how I think there's a stigma with, uh, 
indigenous people, especially on reservations where it's just, well, this is just how it is. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's a cop out. Which I think, well, I don't know if it's a cop out. I think it's just a, um, I think it's like systematic. I think it's just people, you say something so many times, like the government, right? The government will tell you so many things Mm -hmm. uh, and they'll just say it over and over and over again. And then people are like, oh, this is what it is because they told me that. It's like, well, no, that's, that's not true at all. Use your brain because that's not true. Just like how you (laughs) say that um, to to this day, if you tell people, well, uh, you know, indigenous people, uh, they like to drink and they'll go, oh yeah, they're, so they have a, they have a gene and they're predisposed <laughs> to have, you've, everyone's heard. I've that. got the I Coors mean, Light gene in me. <laughs> yeah. Like they, they just, they're just drunk. They Man. can't, they have a gene that they can't handle their liquor and also like, they think it's like genetic. They, yeah. They, and it's so weird. It's never, that's not true. That's not true at all. No. But because you say it over and over again, people believe it. Like the, uh, yeah, that's, uh, what would you call it? like a stigma you said yeah i mean it's it's clear gaslighting but it becomes reality even in yeah i've just so i even in uh not even that long ago there was a movie i think seth rogan did a movie where it was like a bunch of food but it was like an animated food movie it was like an adult cartoon movie i just watched that this it's called sausage party yeah so there's i watched it like three days ago because I was still, I was still like COVID quarantined, mm-hmm. so I'm in the bedroom, and I was all, man, I haven't seen. Sauce. It's a crude, rude, disgusting, horrible comedy. It's I love it. It's it's one of my favorite <laughs> movies. But I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the, there's a character. Go ahead. <laughs> I saw a clip of it on TikTok. Oh, you didn't watch the movie? Uh, I watched a little of, of it, like when it first came out. Oh, it's bad. And I was just like, eh, it's, it's kind of weird. But I saw a clip of it on TikTok the other day, and um. Nobody was addressing it. They were just posting the clip. But there's a character who is a bottle of alcohol. <laughs> and it's... it's a, There's a main character that's a bottle of whiskey. Yeah, and it says, like, fire water on it or something. But he's a native. Yeah. He's, like, a stereotypical native, like, and you follow the sun chief. east 40 paces. Like, yeah, he's a chief, and he talks like the yeah, whole... He, he uh, and that's how he talks the entire time. Spaghetti Western Indians. And I'm yeah. like, see, like, it's still a thing where... <laughs> the natives are the drunks or they're the alcohol. They're the, the alcoholics. And I'm like, man, well, I saw, a cl- <laughs> I saw a clip today and it was a, um, it was a Indian comedian. And he said, you know, some of these, he goes, these dances that we do with our, with our people, with our families, they have cultural and religious significance. Mm-hmm. He goes, um, so that would be like if I went, if I was like, come on, everyone, let's go play Catholic. And we're over there going, oh, <laughs> and then going like this and acting like we're on the cross. And, and then going, <laughs> it would be the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I love native stand up, though. Yeah, it's so much. Oh, gosh, it's so funny. I mean, they speak to a specific audience. Right? Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, back to the. Uh, the whole social service thing, it's just hard because, you know, like we said, some they they choose when to help, when not to help. And it seems like when they do choose to help, they're not really helping. They're kind of helping themselves. And it's frustrating. So it could be that Walking Sam is a personification of these looming issues for the tribes. The depression of an entire people made real. It should also be noted that the Sioux people believe that the land can fill. Remember and express the pain that it experiences, which I completely believe too. I, I believe 
you know, 100%. Yeah. That mother earth is a living thing. She can feel, remember and experience pain. The area has long been stepped into tragedy and bloodshed over the centuries. So some people from the tribe believe that these youths are feeling the pain and suffering from the land and are experiencing it for themselves. Given the sad history of the land and the Sioux people, these, this feeling is thought to be enough for the people to, comp, to contemplate suicide. Now, no matter what you think of Walking Sam and his legend, the fact is that these suicide attempts are numerous, continuous, and are difficult for the various tribes to deal with. In 2015, there were only six mental health professionals for the entire reservation, not nearly enough to combat the epidemic sweeping the Pine Ridge youth. Now, I don't know if those were like government funded and that's why it was such a short, a small number, but six mental health professionals, that's like having six, well, yeah, like six doctors for an entire community of people. Well, I know since COVID... Our um, our doctor, they started pushing us to outside uh, therapists because there was just because I mean COVID, I mean that lockdown just just fucked up everything. Oh yeah, and everybody's mental health went down to the toilet. All the everyone's doing is consuming news, which news sucks. Mm-hmm. And. I know now there's still issues going on. There's wars everywhere. There's fighting. And I think that people get too caught up in this and your feed will keep, it's called a feed. So the feed's going to keep feeding you. <laughs> so your, your reel is just going to feed and feed and feed. You're, you're just, your posts, everything's going to be right there. And it's going to give it to you. Yeah. And our, our doctor, they just kept said, we don't have enough. I lost my therapist. Oh, really? Yeah, I lost her because I we went on vacation and I couldn't see her for like a month. And they said if you weren't going for like, I think after two weeks, then they would push you out. Oh, wow. Because there were so many people on the waiting list. So they were like, we just need to help as many people as we can. So I caught, tried to call back and say, well, I need to get back in and we because I would just do phone calls mm-hmm. or FaceTime. And they were like, well, we got to move you to another therapist. And I was like, great. So now I got to find another therapist and I like this lady and now yeah. I don't like talking to people. So it's like, you got to start over, huh? It's hard. So I understand that this reservation, they have a small, small amount and they're overworked and it's just a, there's, it's just a bad situation all around. Yeah. A lot of the young people of the native communities are three times more likely to kill themselves. And there are very few financial resources the tribes in South Dakota could reach out to. The Oglala Sioux Tribe President, John Yellowbird Steele, declared a state of emergency. And luckily, the Administration for Native Americans ended up awarding $44 million in emergency grant money to the tribe for help of suicide prevention. Student organizations and prayer chains were set up. Even now, the suicide rate on the reservation is still a problem. There are help campaigns still active, and there are organizations to contact if you want to help. Whether Walking Sam is real or not, these suicide attempts are very real, and these youth really do need help. So yeah, we talked about it at the top of the show. If you um, are feeling this type of way, anybody, I mean, even if you're, I mean, you don't have to be native for us to like care about you. Clearly, we care about everybody, <laughs> if that's not clear. Um, I don't want anyone to die. No, yeah, you, you matter. 
I think every every life is precious and every life matters. Yeah, you meet so, you you matter. It, you got a lot of life ahead of you. Um, even if just us talking through the show helps you, I mean, that's great. That's what we're here for: to make people happy, spread information, and just to tell you not to uh, not to end your life. Please don't. No, nine eight eight. If you were in the U.S., dial nine eight eight, and you'll be in contact with somebody. Yeah, but. Yeah, I've, I mean, I, that's why I started listening to podcasts to begin with. When I got out of the military, I felt alone because I was alone. Mm-hmm. All my 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 quote unquote family from the military, they're all gone. Yeah, I'm on the other side of the country, and all the stuff that I went through, I can't talk to people about that. I tried to talk to somebody about that, and everybody was just thought I was weird. They were like, "Oh, well, it's kind of like terrible humor, um, have horrible humor." Yeah, I mean, I mean, death is funny. A lot of people I mean, do, like, like that's how they cope with a lot of stuff. Right. So I couldn't really talk to a lot of people about that stuff because they would never understand. And I felt alone and I started listening to podcasts and I felt like I actually knew those people and they were kind of like my friends. I know it's, it kind of sounds sad, but it's not. We're really caring people and we care about you guys. So you do matter, like Gabe said. Yeah. One of the first podcasts I listened to was the Star Trek podcast. <laughs> it was pretty cool. <laughs> they don't do it anymore. They kind of got me sad because I was going to go to the Star Trek convention in Las Vegas. They they were out of Las Vegas. Oh, cool. And they were like, oh, um, there was a, there was a, <laughs> this is so nerdy. There was a drink that they were, the, one of the guys used to be a bartender at a Star Trek bar in Las Vegas and it went under. Um, oh man, not enough Trekkies. There was a drink. Yeah. There was a drink called the Warp Core Breach. So he's like, if anybody's in Vegas and they're, we're going to go on one of these days to the convention, email us and we'll tell you what like liquors to buy and we'll meet you like in your hotel room and he'll make you a warp core breach. And I was all, oh, I'm doing it. Yeah, like, this guy's fun. just offering. I'll buy all the liquor. We'll just make a warp core breach and I'll take pictures and we'll be nerds together. <laughs> and then their show went under. <laughs> it, it was, you know, it wasn't that great, but oh, um, man. It was it was pretty fun. It just felt like they were they were my new friends. So next, I'm going to get into next and lastly, Slenderman. <laughs> just because they have a lot of similarities, and we're trying to keep it a little spooky this month. Are you talking about me? Your Slenderman, looking very I, very slim and slender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you stretch me out like 13 feet, yeah, he's very tall. For those of you who don't know what Slenderman is, he is a fictional supernatural character that originated as a creepypasta created by something awful forum user Eric Knudsen, also known as man. Victor Surge. Yeah, that guy did not get. He should have. Man, he didn't get his. He fla- did not get paid. He didn't get his flowers. <laughs> he didn't get paid. No, nope. forget the flowers. Give me that cheddar. And yeah, <laughs> Give and this me that was green. Two thousand and nine. Bro, the, at least give me one Bitcoin in 2009. Oh, yeah, please. Slender Man is depicted as thin, unnaturally tall, a humanoid with fear, featureless white head and face, wearing a bipedal. <laughs> bipedal. <laughs> and he's wearing a black he's suit. Bipedal. Like the men in black. Ooh, <laughs> like Jack Skellington. Oh, that too. Mm-hmm. Now, at first, Slender Man was just an internet meme or a creepypasta. But then 
it became a frightening folktale whispered among American youths. And before long, the Slenderman legend inspired a few of these young people to do the unspeakable, which I'll get into in a few minutes. However, how could an online fictitious figure incite violence? And why did he initially gain such a large following? Well, he originated in June of twenty of 2009 as a result of a Photoshop competition on an online forum. The challenge invited individuals to take ordinary photos and add realistic ghosts, ghouls, or monsters to make them look scary. It was posted on a forum called Something Awful. And this character was so eerie a phantom figure with a blank face that the pictures went viral right away. This thing came out of the woodworks and everyone's like, what is that? It's so creepy. I love it. He did such a great job. Yeah. It looks, have you seen the original picture? Oh yeah. It's amazing. It looks, <laughs> it, it looks like, like stranger. Things. This guy created like, like, a legend. That's a real, Oh yeah. That's a real thing. That's what it looks like. He, that's why he won. Mm-hmm. Did he win? He did, right? Yeah, he won. Yeah, because it's amazing. In an interview that uh, Knudsen did in 2011, he says, It was pretty spontaneous. I just decided to make something that I would find creepy myself after seeing some of the pictures in the thread. He said he was inspired by surreal imagings of William S. Burroughs, Stephen King, and H.P. Lovecraft. All Ooh, the HB Lovecraft. coolest things in the world. Yes. Oh, so <laughs> Let me pull out the Necronomicon like, real quick and read. Oh, I have it right here, actually. Oh, yeah. I forgot you do have side. it. Yeah, I have the Necronomicon. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I just added a tall, thin, grainy figure to the background of some old black and white images of kids playing and gave the figures, gave the figures back tentacles in one of the pictures I don't like the tentacle part but the rest of them is really cool now Knudsen could never imagine how many people would be inspired by his character or that some would take their enthusiasm too far some suggested that he lured kids into the woods Slenderman not Knudsen (laughs) let me clarify yeah I was all wait what (laughs) Also, I don't think that's true. <laughs> that Slenderman would lure kids into the woods and invite them to kill in order to initiate them into his proxy. His methods and intentions were never made clear, though. And to be honest, it was scarier in many respects, not knowing any specifics about his past. I think that really is what made it creepy, too, because it was just like this thing came out of nowhere and there wasn't really like a, a actual lore or anything like the mystery behind it made it even scarier. Yeah. And he ain't got and no I face. I think he even lab- I think didn't he post like had like a little sentence or something that went along with it that uh, was like, "Oh, I found this picture." It was something weird like that. I can't remember. I need to I need to um get back on my slender slenderman uh research. We have shadow people and interdimensional beings today. Previously there were angels and succubi followed by ghosts and spirits. This was a quote by, by Nudson. He also said the Slender Man and other recently created beings are merely the latest chapter in a long and very real history of humanity. A prime example of creepypasta is Slender Man. So 
when uh, me personally, when I hear creepy pasta, I do think of Slenderman right away because he was like, oh really? To me, he was like the first guy, like mainstream kind of like. Yeah. So when I hear creepy pasta, I'm like Slenderman, sellout <laughs> kind of. No. Oh man, corporate <laughs> clone. Cor- <laughs> oh, God. working for the man yeah the slender man he's over there now he's all like oh okay martha he goes punches in <laughs> he goes Ooh. he wrote it says it says there was a quote under the first photo that read we didn't want to go we didn't want to kill them oh yeah but it's persistent silence and outstretched arms horrified and confronted us at the same time 1983, photographer unknown, presumed dead. That's so creepy. The quote under the second photo says, one of two recovered photographs from the Sterling City Library Blaze, notable for being taken the day which 14 children vanished and for what is referred to as the Slenderman. Deformities cited as film defects by officials. Fire at library occurred one week later. Actual photo confiscated as evidence. 1986, photographer Mary Thomas missing since June 13th, 1986. So this guy went all in. Yeah. He, like, <laughs> he put his whole horror knowledge into this. Oh, man. So good. <laughs> so a lot of people think that in 2012, that this was the pinnacle year for this creepypasta's popularity. It then started to fade away, though. What was once a lovingly created family of anonymous internet users quickly turned into a commodity. Slender, The Arrival, which was a first-person horror video game that came out in 2013, which I played and loved. (laughs) It was a a paid follow-up, free-to-play, independent title. So it was like an indie game. Uh, Slender, The Eight Pages. This game, the graphics were not great clearly an indie game (laughs) but the sounds the just the whole style of the game was terrifying i don't know if you ever played it yeah you would walk around you would find pages read them and then if you were just turned around and he was just slenderman would be standing there and you're dead (laughs) uh it kind of remind me of uh like the sounds anyway like the legacy of kane have you ever played oh awesome game do you remember the background sound Mm -hmm. though like I wouldn't play that game at night. Awesome. That's the vampire because one, right? It, yes. But then you go to like the underworld. Mm-hmm. Right? And then it's all that. Like I was all oh. I'm all playing and then I start going like this and looking behind <laughs> me. Like, the hell? And then I'm all, nah, I gotta turn my PlayStation off. I can't do this right now. <laughs> I'm all a grown twenty something year old scared of the video. But it kind of reminded me like it gave me that vibe, like the creepy vibe yeah. like that. Well, a lot of people were upset when this came out because now their beloved Slender Man was for sale and it undermined yeah, its, corporate, its attractiveness. So all the yeah. internet, uh, all the internet, uh, the something awful forum users were all, mm, that's not my Slender Man. I'm not going to buy it. I'm retro. Nah. I'm three years ago, Slender Man. <laughs> I'm using my typewriter, but I don't know how I'm pi- typing on the internet. <laughs> well, I have it hooked up to it. It's an electric. I have it hooked up to my monitor. Yeah, it's actually that's called a keyboard. Real technical. It's called a keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> well, this disappointment was nothing compared to the real life panic that ensued after a 2014 stabbing, which was inspired by Slenderman. 
so these these stories, oh, if any of you remember these, I remember them, and I was scared, and it was a whole panic because everyone, it was like a whole satanic panic. It was something that they didn't understand because no one understood what a meme was. Mm-mm. So it was like people were still like blow like blown away by what a meme was. Like they were like, oh well, uh, they were t bowing. <laughs> they were like, yeah, it's a meme. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> like you're just, you're, it's fine. You're like, yeah, all that stuff. <laughs> Remember that when people are trying to figure out what like it, not people, I would say like uh, the news. That's what it is. Yeah, the news was trying to figure out what it was, and they were blowing it way out of proportion. Yeah. Now scaring your friends is one thing. But what these 12-year-old girls did is completely terrifying. Three 12-year-old girls had a sleepover in the Milwaukee suburb of Wisconsin. On May 30th, 2014, one of the girls was stabbed 19 times with a kitchen knife in the midst of the woods the following morning. Which this almost caused her to bleed to death. Sadly, the vicious act that had been committed by her two quote-unquote friends with whom she had spent the night with was their fault. Peyton Lautner was bleeding profusely from her arms, legs, and body until she struggled to a trail where she was discovered by a cyclist who dialed 911. My body was working so hard to keep itself alive, she recalled. It was probably like, vision isn't really a priority right now. So the, the quote-unquote friends, Morgan Gracer and Anissa Weir, were arrested soon after authorities found Lautner bleeding on the side of the road, and police interrogated them that same day. Geyser and Weir soon admitted to the cops that they were planning the attack for months, and they also revealed their disturbing motive was to please the Slender Man. That's terrifying. I remember when this happened. It's more terrifying because they're twelve year old, twelve years old. Yeah, I remember when this happened because they were twelve. Yeah, and then I think about it. I actually listened to it. You can find whoever wants to hear. Like, there's there's tons of podcasts out there. We're not going to do one uh, episode about it, but it's called the Slender Man Murders, mm-hmm. and there you can look up like the details and stuff. It's bad. And, yeah, they're twelve. It's horrific, and my daughter's eleven. Yeah. Yeah, that so it like hits home where it's like So to twelve I'm thinking like gosh, like really? Like how can But she had she had issues mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. But I just it's just hard to think that a twelve year old is capable of Oh my gosh, something so horrible. Babies. Yeah. Lautner, according to Gracer, had been her best friend since the fourth grade. It turned out that the three girls had celebrated Grayson's birthday the previous evening by going roller skating. 12-year-old girl stuff, right? They're having a roller skating party. They're having fun. However, Gracer had, had already started planning how she and Weir would join Slenderman in his mansion in the woods and his pro- quote-unquote proxies as early as December 2013. And they considered Lautner as the key to doing so. They said... Hey, Anissa, let's be proxies. All right. How would we do that? I thought. The police were informed by Weir. At that moment, Gracer revealed her intention to stab Lautner, to which Weir wholeheartedly concurred. There were many people who were skeptical and claimed that Slenderman didn't exist. So I was eager to find evidence of his existence. 
which was a quote from Weir. She said, I was going to be like lioness pursuing a zebra, Morgan and I. My plan was to tackle her and Morgan would take care of the stabbing. See, so at 12 years old, like their mind is so where they're planning it. They can see it in their head happening already. That's scary. Yeah, but you would think that you would think that as 12 years old, you can't really do it. That too. Like you might plan it and you might be like, oh, okay. Cause I remember doing stupid stuff when I was 12 years old. <laughs> I remember being like, oh, we're going to do this and that. And oh man, like we used to play the choke out game. Remember that game? I remember mom telling me she played it when she was little. Okay. She told us and then we told everybody else and then we all started doing <laughs> so it. So it's mom's fault. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that didn't happen. There was, she told, there was kids doing it at school at junior high. Yeah. And I told her and then she's all, we used to do that. And I was like, yeah, then we'd like, I'd hype it up. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And then it'd be like, oh, be heel, you're up. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing this shit. Nah. Like, you're crazy. I'm not doing that. I don't want to do it. No. I love life. I love yeah. life. I love life. I want to get some. We have tater tots for lunch and they have that, that awesome pizza. I'm going to have that. Yeah. <laughs> but just to think like, gosh, they actually went through with it. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Well, Wisconsin chose to try the two kids as adults. So 12 years old, you're getting charged as an adult. I don't know how I feel Which is surprising that. to me. I wouldn't think they would have done that. But I don't know. Oh, Wisconsin, Wisconsin crazy, yeah, they got some. They don't how many serial killers? They probably were like, you know how many serial killers <laughs> came out of here? We're killing yeah, it. Yeah, they're like, we if need to put a stop like, to this. Yeah, we got it. I think that's what it was. We got a I don't know if it horrible is. track assuming. record here. <laughs> yeah, they're all like, we're leading the states. Like, we got a bunch of little things. And they're like, all right, one, two, two, two. Nope, that's us. We're all the way up here. We got to be down here. Yeah. So let's let's try to prevent it. Yeah, I thought L.A. was but, bad with like Manson and everybody, but no, Wisconsin. There's a lot of people that came out of there that there's there's a <laughs> lot of serial killers came out of Wisconsin. Yeah. But just to think about it, like a 12 year old, I don't know. Like as an adult, I mean, I get what she did, mm-hmm. but or what they did, but as an adult, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, and it turned out that. Geyser's diagnosis of schizophrenia, which matched her father's diagnosis 10 years earlier, was made quite quickly. And furthermore, a jury determined that Weir's mental illness absolved her of criminal responsibility for the stabbing. It was suggested that by experts that she had shared delusional disorder. In other words, Geyser's schizophrenia made her think that Slenderman was real, and Weir's own deposition made her susceptible to Greyer's delusions. So they're both mentally ill? That's what it seems like they're saying. Hmm, okay. Or that um, the the Geyer girl was diagnosed with schizophrenia, and because the other friend was uh, impressionable, she just like went along with it. Well, she is 12. Yeah, you're 12. I mean, you're 12 years old. You're, I mean, yeah. you don't know any better. But still, that's horrible. Now, in the meantime... News of Peyton Lautner's near-death experience went viral around the world, which added to parents' worries that their kids would become violent, socially alienated, kill happy monsters because of what they saw on the internet. According to the TV news coverage, what was once a harmless online boogeyman was now a major worry for parents. What was once a lighthearted, harmless internet joke appeared to have taken a major hit following the stabbing tragedy. Please don't kill anyone because of Slenderman. Something horrible begged. Terrifyingly, though, there were more incidents where victims of the Slenderman story 
were named besides the following famous uh, Wisconsin stabbing. On June 5th, 2014, a woman in Hamilton County, Ohio, called the police after coming home from work after being attacked with a knife. The alleged attacker was the woman's 13-year-old daughter, who, according to the mother, greeted her while wearing a hood and a blanket and a white-faced mask. So, it went from 12 to 13. <laughs> not, not, not better. I'm slapping a kid. <laughs> it scares the hell. The kids are creepy. And again... Uh, like the other case, the daughter was said to have a history of mental illness and had an, an obsession with the Slenderman legend that she read online. So she ended up stabbing her mother in her face, her neck, and her back. And then her mother had to be treated for her wounds. But she lived. Oh but, gosh. I mean. they So, so far, both the victims, they survived. Yeah. they had, So far, no one has oh. died. Yeah, that's thank you for that. So later on that year, a single woman in Port Ritchie, Florida, and her nine year old son, so nine years old, woke up to find their home on fire. By setting a sheet drenched in rum and bleach, the woman's 14 year old daughter ignited the fire. <laughs> that's insane. How do you know that's going to light on fire <laughs> at, at 14? Oh, we use these in the big war. What yeah, big war 14, were you in? I was, I was thinking, like, if I was 14 years old and you're like, we need to light something on fire. I'm thinking gasoline, kerosene, because of Home Alone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just because of Home Alone. And I don't I didn't even know what kerosene was. I just knew. I don't know. It lights it's, on fire. It's in a bucket. It's in a bucket. And then it lights on fire. Or oil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all I would have done. I, would, I, I, I wouldn't think rum. At all. But I didn't have the internet. So. That is true. Lock your liquor up, I don't folks. Think at 14, if you're an adult, I didn't have lock your liquor either. up. Uh, I don't think I had the internet until yeah, I was like 15. No, you did. Hmm. I know you did because I left for the military when you were 13 or 12. You were 12. And we had the internet. So. Oh, okay. I was 12. <laughs> gotcha. You're 12. <laughs> After expressing regret for starting the fire, the girl later acknowledged that she had been reading a lot about the legend of Slenderman to check on everyone. She even texted her mother. And it's important to remember though, that the majority of Slenderman devotees merely desire to savior a chilling mythology free from violence in spite of these horrifying assaults. However, some maintain that unsettling stories such as these merit further investigation. So that, so they burnt down the house, but nobody was hurt. And I read later that the girl was treated for like mental illness, but I couldn't find anything if she was actually like a diagnosis or anything. I'm pretty sure she probably had to have some kind of um, diagnosis of mental illness because you don't just decide to burn your house down with your mother and sibling in it because of Slenderman. But luckily, nobody was hurt. Now, luckily. Now, after the infamous stabbing of Peyton Lautner. The Wisconsin Police Chief Russell Jack said that the attack should be a wake-up call for all parents. The internet is full of dark and wicked things. But for every frightened parent, there's an internet user who just wants to have fun with Photoshop. <laughs> we just want to enjoy a good horror story, said, moder said a moderator on the Slenderman wiki page. We just want to be left alone, they said. So even though the Slenderman was created on the internet, 
and even though the intention of this legend was never to be taken serious, for some it is very real, and the cases of stabbings and attacks in the name of Slenderman only add fuel to the fire of this legend. So I don't know. I feel like, like you said, they're... Uh, the, Tulpa. Yeah, Tulpa. The more you talk about it, the energy that it brings, cause and effect, right? So clearly there's uh, effects from this. There's been stabbings. And because Slenderman targets small children, that's his jam for some reason. Small children are the ones that are committing these horrible things. And... uh I don't think a lot of Slenderman activity has happened recent recently. Maybe he's asleep. <laughs> I don't know. It just it just seems like between Walking Sam and Slenderman, there's a lot of similarities where they they both focus on young children or younger younger yeah, like the impre- uh, the children uh, impressionable, right? And it does seem like it is the same kind of energy. Definitely, and maybe it is the diff, uh, the same spirit manifesting itself in different forms. Mm-hmm. Because the Walking Sam has been around for a while, and then maybe it needed new new quote unquote victims, friends, companions, and it saw this other thing kind of take. Um, take flight, Slenderman, mm-hmm. and it created its. It decided to take that manifest, like a, a ta- it manifested itself into that like attach it creature. To it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know Slenderman's whole thing is he wants what he calls proxies, but he wants like to have a little uh, community, or community, something? or like a little. I don't know, like his little have little minions do his bidding. So then the kids are like, "Oh, I got to please Slenderman. I got to go." stab my parents or stab my friend and then I'll make him happy. Oh gosh. Kids are terrifying. It's scary though. So scary. But, but yeah, that's all I had on the walking Sam and slender man. I kind of, you know, we talked about doing them uh, together just cause they do have a lot of similarities. And like Joseph said, maybe the walking Sam spirit because of how negative of a spirit it is, it attached it to this other entity that was created not that long ago, but you know, energy, doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't get destroyed. So who knows? It's very scary. Though. Wow. I, I liked it. That was a good episode. <laughs> yeah. Very, that was, that was very creepy, creepy and things that I did not know about at all. So cool. gosh, I mean, good show. Yeah. So again, guys, we're going to say it again. If you guys feel like you are going to commit suicide or you've had these thoughts in your head, please dial 988 in the United States and other countries. I do not know the suicide prevention hotline. However, I'm sure there, I know in Canada, Mexico, there's a lot of different countries that do have the suicide prevention hotline. So go ahead and find it and remember that your life matters and just get through things day by day. Life sucks. I mean, I'm a pessimist. So if you th- if if I sound like an optimist, I'm not. I'm a pessimist. I <laughs> I plan for the best and hope. Yeah. I plan for the worst and hope for the best. And my daughter's the exact same way. She it's. I mean, my wife's like, why can't you just? Why can't you just be like me? And I'm like, because she's not. She's like me. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Bad things happen, and you have to be prepared for them. Yeah. And sometimes life sucks. I think life sucks a lot of the time, and you got to live for those little things that make it special. A lot of things you got to get out of your head, 
Mm-hmm. You got to focus on yourself, focus on things that you are capable of changing. If you're in a situation that you can't control, I mean, there's nothing really you can do about it. So yeah. why bother worrying about it? Yeah. I mean, just try to s- surround yourself with uh, good, positive people, good medicine, family, if you have any family. Um, I know it is hard if you are alone. That makes it a lot harder. But, you know, there are ways to get out of it mentally. And I mean, listening to podcasts, like Joseph said, it helped me too. Listening to podcasts or just, you know, fun- enjoying the little things in life. So there's a lot of ways where you can get out of that. Uh, those thoughts in your head and therapy helps too. don't, don't be afraid to go to therapy. Don't think that there's like this. I don't, it's weird because my brain's different than a lot of people. So (laughs) when people are like, there's a stigma, I'm like, I don't give a shit about people. I don't care what the hell they think about me. But I know there's a lot of people that do think that, you know, they do care about what people think about them. Mm -hmm. So I guess there is a stigma about mental health and stuff like that. I don't see it that way, but that's just because I don't care about what you think. So yeah, I mean, don't, yeah, don't be afraid to, to, uh, talk to somebody, talk to, talk to somebody. Yeah. It really helps. Therapy does help. And there's a lot of things that you get out of therapy. If anything, it's just a sounding board that you could talk to somebody and they can just kind of work through your thoughts with you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be something where it's this big, giant kind of problem that you have. It could just be like, you know what? Every week, I just don't feel satisfied or fulfilled as a human being. Right. And then they'll walk you through it. and You'll be able to talk why and all that stuff. And you might learn something about yourself. So if you can't afford that, please go ahead and do something like that because it really does help. Yeah, definitely. So that was the episode today, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we're getting close to the end of spooky season. Oh, no. Spooky, scary skeleton and spooky, scary <laughs> skeleton and skeletons in my feet. And then we're going to get into, uh, we're getting into pumpkin everything. Pumpkin face, the great pumpkin, the giant scary pumpkin. Yeah. Pumpkin feet, pumpkin hats, pumpkin toast. I haven't carved a pumpkin, pumpkin frappa, Frappuccinos. I haven't either. I have a pumpkin. Man. I just haven't carved it. We don't have pumpkins. We might paint we it because it. it'll last longer. <laughs> I want it to last. Got a fake tree, fake tree for Christmas, fake pumpkin, hey, fake hat, those fake AirPods, those are fake tr- glasses, <laughs> fake microphone, fake knockoff, knockoff Indigenous Tales shirt. Oh, I got a no, bootleg Indigenous Tales no, shirt. No. <laughs> <laughs> he just has a marker on a white shirt. That says trust the government. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> No, we got to, so we're getting all, we're getting ready for all that stuff. And remember, yeah. send in your stories because we are going to do a listener tale. And we want to hear from you guys, the listener. So go ahead and send in your story to info at behillnetwork.com and just title it something like story, spooky, scary, whatever you want to say. But just it has to be something that can grab our attention so we could just go ahead and read it on the show. Yeah. And don't forget to get in on the giveaway that we have. Uh, um, at indigenous underscore tales at on TikTok and Instagram. And also check out some of the videos that we have on YouTube. Same, same name, indigenous underscore tales. You can find us anywhere on that. And if you want to check out some of the merch that you possibly win, or if you want to purchase some of the merch, go to indigenous tales.threadless.com and sign up for the mailing list. They'll give you a coupon code that you can get a discount on your first purchase. And they'll notify you when we have sales. So you get those $14, $13 tees with a 30, mm-hmm. 40% off discount on everything else. So go ahead yeah. and do that. Really does uh, help you out when you want to. You, I mean, everybody likes to get a deal. So it's, it's <laughs> hey, oh, yeah. Pretty good. I love a sale. If you want to get some stickers, please. 
Go to any of the major podcasting platforms that you listen to us on and share it if you can. Share it to your your um, social meets <laughs> and screenshot your review of five or your rating of five stars and review. Send it to info at beholdnetwork.com with your mailing address and your alias, and we will shoot you out some free stickers. Yeah, definitely. So hope you guys have been enjoying the show on this spooky season. We're going to get back into our regular jam that we normally do come November. So until next time, I'm Joseph. And I'm Gabriel. You'll be remembered by the tracks you leave. And remain close to the great spirit. <laughs> Don't listen to Slenderman. <laughs> Don't do and it. And you know what? If Walking Sam comes up to you, just run. Throw a stick at him. Yeah, don't listen to that guy. No, I don't like that guy. He's a liar. Stupid Sam. <laughs> Sam I am. <laughs> Green eggs and ham. Just say stuff like that. Yeah, no. <laughs> All right. Bye. If you're not spiritually connected to the earth and understand the spiritual reality of how to live